So that just happened. <laughs> We're on, babe. <gasps> oh, stage fright. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> this is the Stay Up Homekins podcast. Oh, no, oh, no it's this the Stay Up Homekins podcast. That's our catchphrase. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. This oh, is no. the Stay Up Homekins podcast. podcast. Hi, everybody. My hi. name is Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. I'm, uh, how you say, a comedian. He funny. <laughs> and you? I, I, I am a thespian. <gasps> and together, we, we are, are a married, married couple, couple living, living in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. And, and this is our, our After Dinner, dinner podcast. podcast conversation. Okay, interesting. Well, I, for... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't uh we haven't uh we haven't had an episode since uh august this is our this is our september episode it feels like forever i got my weekend water i got mine too man because what the hell it's mm. been a rough uh kind of a rough overwhelming week yeah considering we're not working <laughs> well we're not working i feel like busier that I have ever been. Well, number one, we're trying to make a living. True that. Outside of show business. True that. Because the uh, writers and the actors are still on strike. Yes, they are. Okay. And so we, like, although I have almost booked, I guess, two commercials. Didn't happen, though. Mm-hmm. I was on a, I was on a veil for one of those Allstate commercials. Mm-hmm. Which... Uh, Found out yes, uh, yesterday I've, I've been released, so it's not going to happen. That's there was fine. someone else uh, that seemed more of a muse <laughs> to the character of Mayhem. Yeah, it was one of those Mayhem ones. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> whatever. Okay, fine. I mean, look. I, look. Hey. 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 It's work, and work is work. Work is work. Don't be a jerk. Do I think it is going to put me on the path of having a career like Olivia Coleman's? <laughs> Maybe not. However, do I think it might put me on the path of treading water in the this moment? Yes. Yes. But, you know, hats off to whoever gets to work with Mayhem, I guess. Look, a lot of people are going to tell you... The most iconic character of all, love may- of all insurance people commercials. People love Mayhem. Although, not really. Move I, I over, like, Flo. I think, you know, Who Flo do you think is it is? Or the Geico Gecko? Who's number it's one? It's Flo. It's Flo. You think Flo is number oh, one? Oh, yeah, it's Flo. Like, beloved in people's hearts. Yes, yeah, Flo. And this is... Now, look, Flo, Stephanie Courtney, the actress, is a friend of mine. Yeah, and Stephanie Courtney is cool. And, no, and good for her for being Flo for all these... I personally, The reason I think it is Flo is because Flo endures. Or shall we say endures a liquid you flow abides. (laughs) Is that Sam Elliott (laughs) weighing in on flow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I like it. Um, I like it. Remember when flow was going on a date with John Ham? They did like those commercials. That was like an arc. (laughs) Yeah, they did an arc with John Ham on the progressive commercial. And like, I guess the gag is like she didn't think he had he was sexier, had game. She didn't know who he was. Mm 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 mm. Flo only cares Flo about is insurance. asexual. Oh, you think she's asexual? I think she presents as, as asexual. Now, have you ever met any <laughs> asexuals in your life? I think I might have. I think I know. Look, I mean that you know of. 
Because we all have in our life. Um, I feel like I have. Don't quote the stats to me. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've ever had like a deep conversation with someone who outwardly presents asexual. I don't. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with someone who identified themselves as being asexual. They're out there though, because I I've been on Reddit before, so I've seen it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a thing. It takes every kind of people. <laughs> it takes all kinds of kinds. That's the Miranda Lambert song. So true. She updated it. It takes all kind. What do you mean? She updated it to what? From it takes every kind of people. No, that's a. It's just a different song. You think? Do it's you the think same I song? don't know that? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm saying she updated the idea. <laughs> really? Did you think for a second that I thought that Miranda yeah. Lambert rewrote every kind of people into yeah. all kinds of kinds? Yeah. I don't know what that says about me and about you. I mean, I love Miranda. She's out there singing about inclusivity. That's very She's true. like doing it, you know, and we've got like all this stuff going on in the country music scene. <laughs> it's fraught, y'all. You got like Tyler, fraught, Tyler Childers new album came out mm -hmm. like to this week. And mm -hmm. oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then all these people are like, you know, uh, whatever. What's his name? Small town dumbass. Fudge rounds. <laughs> I call him fudge rounds. Do you call Jason Aldean fudge rounds? Oh, no, no, no. That's right. Try this in small towns, Jason Aldean. I was thinking of the other. Oh, that whole the thing. The populist singer. Uh, Oliver. Anthony Oliver? Uh, whatever. I, he, I like the way he sounded. I just wish his he, song was. He has a great sound. That song sounds great. You know what? He should get some of the greats to write for him because yes. he falls short in one category exactly and that Lyrics. is having a message oh sure wait what? <laughs> what? i thought lyrics because his oh. message his message would come true more clearly if his lyrics were better what okay on what fucking planet okay uh-huh as an aspiring now i get it like write about what you know mm -hmm. that's like a that's a thing right write about what you know or whatever on what planet is your country music debut sort of breakthrough <laughs> song mm -hmm. about the welfare like qu yeah. qu queens or whatever As if that, that well, is, i don't know what his thing some people might not know what we're talking about it was like a big thing yeah. in the on the internet but the like idea a couple that weeks ago. this is such a huge problem it needed to be included <laughs> in this song Meanwhile, you got like people on way bigger stages, like being like, it takes all kinds of kinds. Yeah. And he's like, fat people on tickets of welfare. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? Like, you sound so good. Like, why are you singing yeah. about that? Why did he include that? There was that great, you sent me that video of the guy who was saying, you know, the, the, the baby in the bathwater with that song is like, don't throw out the baby, which is, oh, right, does right. condemn these people that are worthy of condemnation. <laughs> That's true. You know, um, I agree, but that one, think, but that one line fucks it up so much. Kind of, I'm like, and I, and then people went deep on him, and I don't know, like he he seems very Christian, Could from be. what I could find out. Thumbs down. And so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like I I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I went to <laughs> I went to Willie Nelson's birthday concert, so 
So your credentials are my, I'm, my, my, I'm, I, I'm authentic. I'm exactly. Real. I, I exactly. am into the. Is he there? I don't think so. Uh, he was he on the stage singing "Happy Birthday" to Willie Nelson, turning ninety? No, he was not invited. Is he, he only turning also... ninety? I thought he was older than that for some reason. Willie Nelson? That's yeah. so old. I no, I know it is. <laughs> Like he's been around for a long he's time. Like on, like on stage singing at 90. Like that's like incredible. I don't think I've told you about this. I mentioned it on Freedom. Oh, then I wouldn't know. Because it came up organically. I don't have a subscription. No one's comped me the subscription. It's free. Oh, it is? I didn't know that. I thought y'all were like behind a paywall or whatever. <laughs> we're ad free behind the paywall. Oh, you're ad free. Yes, but the episodes come up free every week. Honey, mm. I mean, of course. I don't expect you to listen to that show. Well, you know. You don't need to. It would drive you crazy. I would. It <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't. it would drive you crazy. I'm already in conversation with you, Scott, and Lauren on on almost daily basis through like our text thread. This is that, but a thousand times worse. <laughs> anyway, somebody asked us if there somebody like wrote in or left a voicemail or something saying was there like a satisfying moment in your life that you can think of where like something went the way that it was supposed to go? Okay. It was very satisfying. That's a cool question and something fun to think about. It is a cool question. My answer was. Me saying yes when you proposed. Honey, you do listen to the show. Is that what you said? Really? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> and now I guess I have to go on record and say that was a satisfying moment in my life. Mm, okay. <laughs> What else did you pull out of your back pocket for this? Because here's what just happened. Mm. I just got back from Portland where I did Variatopia at the Aladdin Theater. Shout out to everyone who came to that show. Thank you so much. So much fun. Um, And that was the day that Bob Barker died. Mm. And so on stage. All right. I cooked up this idea backstage. And some people were like, I don't know if people are going to like this. Mm. And I was like, oh, trust mm. me. Trust me. You're like, I'm a comedy master. Like, you know. Well, I didn't say that, but it was implied. So I go out and, you know, it's a great crowd. From the beginning, they're like pumped. They're so yeah. happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I walk out. People are clapping. It's very nice. I wait for the laughter, for the applause to die down. And I say, hey, Portland, I'm so glad to be here. And I really thank you all for coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this is such a sad day because Bob Barker died. Mm -hmm. And then I had the sousaphone player, the trumpet player, and the trombone player do the... Yeah. And let me tell you something. The laugh went on for such a long time. And it was it was so unexpected because like no one expected that uh, that was about to happen. No, they could not have. They could not have. It's that is it's a beautiful but also like a, a tribute. Yeah. In a way. Sure. I mean, it was like absolutely every it was an iconic. It was not meant in a mean spirited way. No, at it's all. an iconic. Absolutely. Uh, and the guy was 99 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Was he 99? Yeah. 99. 99. 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was very, I it was like I instantly wish that we had recorded it, but we did not record it. Mm. But that was 
That moment will live on in my memory for a long time. I feel like in a recording, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have endured in a way because it was an of the moment thing that it happened that day. I would have had to have put it out like on social media that night. Right. But I also feel like it was such an immediate thing of being live in the audience and feeling course, the unexpectedness of, course, of the moment. Of I, I do, I do understand like your, you wanted to preserve that moment because it was such a home run. And yes, you know, well, honestly, just to show to my friends, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only, it's the only thing I was thinking about it was like, I wish I could show this to people that I know <laughs> that this happened. Mm. That's pretty cool, though. And they played it perfectly, by the way. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they couldn't just do it, like, right off. Like, you had to, like, you had to be, like, because we lost yeah. Bob Barker. And there had to be, like, the a beat. The timing, there had to be a beat. The timing was perfect. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Jordan Katz, musical director on the trumpet. Yes. Vikram Devastali, who happened to be in Portland and then joined us on the show. He usually plays with us in L.A. Wow. And, of course, Devin Taylor on the sousaphone. Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Well, speaking of the Variatorka straw. <gasps> yeah. It's Friday night in Los Angeles. That's right, baby. And on it in precisely two nights from now, mm. Sunday night. In precisely two sleeps. <laughs> two sleeps. The Variatorka straw will be backing Variatopia with Paul Tompkins and this time co-hosted by Nicole Parker. Now, hold on a second. It's not Variatopia. This is just me and Nicole. It's a two-person show with, a full, with a full band. Not the Variety Orchestra? It is the Variety Orchestra. Oh, okay. They remain the Variety Orchestra, <laughs> whatever the name of the show is. <laughs> they have no control over that. Anyway. It's called you, Something for Everyone. So you guys are doing a crazy, like, uh, co-hosted variety show yes. with both of your crazy, like, wackadoodle characters and yeah. fun songs I mean, and music stuff. and comedy we've been wanting to do it for a long time uh nicole of course co-hosts the neighborhood listen podcast with me yes um and we will have some news about that podcast at the show so it's this sunday in two sleeps it's two sleeps away at lodge room in highland park neighborhood of los angeles you can get tickets at the lodge room website if you're ever curious what paul's doing live you go to our weekend water Substack, and that's there's right. a tab that's right with that's right call up tomkins live dates on my live dates on our landing page yes and it's 7 30 p.m sunday 7 p.m <gasps> shit i told two people today it was 7 30. well they will be denied admission because we're not allowing late well seating. when they buy a ticket they'll know yeah. No. Okay. Hopefully they'll look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, anyway. And you now we don't usually do plugs like this this early in the show, but I'm very excited about yeah, the show. Yeah, no, but the, the, it's exciting. It is. And so, yeah. I feel like it came up organically and I'm not going to apologize. Well, it totally came up organically. If I'm if I'm going to think of so so you that was your answer on freedom? Yes. With that. Yes. With What's that your thing? answer? Oh, of something fuck. that was satisfying. It was like, I wanted to do this. It worked out the way I wanted to. It was a moment where I actually felt supreme satisfaction. I honestly don't think I've ever had. No, honey. <laughs> Not even when I proposed to you. <laughs> that wasn't something I did. But you ensnared me in your web of love. <laughs> That's got to feel good. No. <laughs> Honey, you must have. 
like a uh, like a large scale thing? I don't think it has to be like some. I think it's just like I'm reaching into the vaults. I'm reaching into the. Are vaults. you going into your mind palace? I'm going into my mind palace. I will I've kill got, some time. I've just no. I got it. I mean, but it's 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 old. It's That's fine. Old. That's fine. It's old. Okay. But it was like a pivotal moment for me. Mm-hmm. When I finished undergrad, I wanted to go to grad school Makes to sense. study acting. Mm-hmm. Because, fine, I studied at University of South Carolina. It was just kind of, I mean, it was like fine. I was in the theater department, but it was like. Mm, it, fine, go Cox. Go Cox, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't like her Cox and whatever. Like, it was just not conservatory enough. And I'd, uh, like, I'd wanted to do that for college. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get in Mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, I was determined to extend my education and get a master's degree. And so, the first year out of college, um, when I was, like, waiting tables or whatever, um... I had so like planned to audition for grad schools where they have like these combined auditions, mm-hmm. like regionals mm-hmm. things where you go. And I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before or somewhere. I don't know somewhere because it's weird. OK, so the first year I went, I didn't get in any schools. <laughs> And so I went back. I was living in Columbia, South Carolina, because that's where I was living when I finished school. And Mm -hmm. I just stayed living there. Mm -hmm. And I was just like waiting tables. And I was like doing Shakespeare with the South Carolina Shakespeare Company and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going to get into school. And so I went the next time they had the auditions. Uh Uh-huh. The second time. Right. And I still... Like I only got like something like one or two callbacks or something. Mm-hmm. And I knew like SMU was one of the ones where I wanted to go. Like definitely. Southern Methodist University. Yeah. Because like, I mean, they had like full scholarship. So like, I, and I knew someone who went there mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I, I might be messing this up because it was so long ago. But I don't know. I'm not even sure if they called me back or not, but I like waited for the, professors Mm -hmm. and I was like I really want to audition for you and Mm -hmm. they said I could audition for them in their room I know that's weird but they were there were like two of them or whatever and there were like three people waiting outside to come in it wasn't like you know it was not a Harvey Weinstein situation (laughs) right and but they were wearing robes (laughs) no it was not Charlie Rose (laughs) they were wearing clothing and I went in and I and I had worked on my monologues I had to do like uh, like a classical piece and a modern piece. Of course. My 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 one of my modern piece was like an Irish from an Irish play. I worked on my dialect and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was in the middle of my monologue, and their phone rang, mm-hmm. and they stopped and said, "Just a moment." And they answered the phone, and I was like, "I would like to complete my audition." And then I finished it and they offered me admission and I got a full scholarship. That's amazing. And I was like, I'm going to SMU next year. I don't year. know that you've ever told me that story. I'm not, I don't think I've ever told you that specific story because yeah. I don't think I've ever told it 
again. Yeah. Like it happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like a personal achievement like because i didn't because i was i was i was like rejected the year before i worked on my monologues again i wasn't going to not get seen by the schools i wanted to get seen by yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and then um and then this thing happened that could have like completely derailed my so shot if i'm correct you're saying that the phone rang the person went to answer it they said i'm sorry please excuse me and then they like said something on the phone and then like took you know apologized right and then i was like it's not a problem i'd like to please begin my monologue again and my composure and poise apparently impressed them in addition to my work on my monologue you know what i'm saying yes that's right and so but i was like it didn't matter because like i just wanted to present my work to them yeah you know to get into this conservatory and and then i got in and then it did nothing for my career, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had, I loved that I went there, but it literally did nothing for my career. Whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to gauge that stuff. <laughs> like when we're starting out and we're learning our thing, right? Of course it does something. It enables you to like become a professional. Well, it, 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 it empowers you with, skills mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and okay and i say like that but like today i ran into someone from smu like a week ago i ran into someone from smu like we're right. all over the place you know like i ran into heath cullens today at lunch i ran into daniel hart at the movie theater like a week ago I ran into, like there's just like all like people who are working in the industry right it's not doesn't necessarily mean like they're gonna give me work or whatever but yeah like they're just like colleagues and professionals mm-hmm. that i worked with um yeah i mean that was a, I guess that was like a satisfying experience. For sure. I don't know. I like that story. You do? Yeah. I feel like I haven't been sort of presented with anything that I can think of off of the top of my head mm-hmm. where I worked so hard on something yeah. recently where it's like it has to go a certain way or yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think also like divorced from um, work. There is like, it could be something you did around the house, like something you built or fixed or whatever. Oh, like, there's like moments when I did, like the, that. I put the Gorilla Glue on our dishwasher this morning, <laughs> and it right. seems to have held. That's right. Through the last wash cycle, of the dishwasher. Yeah. Because I guess like Maytag has made like proprietary parts oh, or whatever, because so... this thing came off the ceiling. Anyway, whatever. Look, we're lucky that's enough. A whole other we're thing. lucky enough to have a dishwasher. We're unlucky enough that the brand that we have has this one piece that if anything happens to that piece... You need to piece, replace the whole fucking thing or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, the guy was like... He's yeah. like, just so you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't... He's like, I see this all the time. I see, and he girl glued it. And then it came off like I love six when months. a guy like that is like, oh my God, I've seen this. I can't tell you how many times I've seen but this. But then I girl glued it yesterday. I let it sit for 24 hours and it did hold. Yes, it did. But I don't know how long it's going to hold. Approximately as long as it held... Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like there's sometimes like there's just like no, I don't know. Like there's sometimes like you just don't know. Here's what I think about Gorilla Glue is that I think they've stopped testing it with gorillas. And so they don't know the strength of it anymore. Mm. Did you? When they started out, of course they would glue something and see if a gorilla could pull it apart. Wait, but did you see there is a thing in the news about this guy at the U.S. Open or these people at the U.S. Open? U.S. Open or whatever. No. 
the women's finals. I, I don't I don't fully follow. I was only like half like reading about it because I was sort of like, what the fuck was this? Mm -hmm. But OK, so, you know, like people who protest sort of the climate crisis. Yes. And they're like, there's people who do these s s pranks. Yes. OK. Little stunts to get attention, to call attention to. Like they'll go to like they'll like go to museums and throw like shit on the like destroy property and like yes. throw shit on like Monet's or yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'm making shit up. I don't know. They do shit like this. I don't know what it does mm -hmm. necessarily. I think I'm kind of like <laughs> I feel the existential weight of the climate crisis. Mm -hmm. However, I don't see how we find our way through it. Sometimes these news pieces make me feel even more powerless mm -hmm. to humanities the 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 direction of humanity anyway yeah. so they were at the u.s open and they wore these t-shirts that were like it's like the picture i saw there were only like three people that said like give up fossil fuels or something which mm -hmm. by the way is that really like allow an out loud statement or the t-shirts like give up stop fossil <laughs> Mules, what you know do you what mean? Saying? I'm saying like hire a banner or something like get it like a t like a like a like a <laughs> like an airplane or something right, like right, just right. like a t-shirt I yeah. mean okay but I guess they like glued their feet their bare feet to the stadium floors and so they had to like pause the I'm no I'm butchering this because I'm not a sports person and I only like absorbed this news story sort of like through people's reactions to it. Yeah. So I don't know what the truth of it it was. Yeah. But that they had to stop the the game mm -hmm. and like I guess chisel this man's feet from the <laughs> I personally So what do you think? I don't like stunts like that because and like the defacing the art and everything because i think that it ends up alienating more people than it brings in and i'm sure that speaking right. of satisfaction i'm sure you feel very like, satisfied yeah, right. when it you makes can you do uncomfortable. that blah, blah, blah. yeah 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 like, that's what we're trying to do and it's like dude i but still like, pick the paper straws like i don't like i don't know what i'm supposed to do here like i vote for people who have conscientiousness i don't know like yeah well i that, don't own a factory is, i'm not i don't here's the thing i don't know who that's aimed at is it aimed at us or is it aimed at powerful people who can do something is it who is it i i feel like they're so ill-considered when they do shit like that because it's like you want to you want to be visible you want the message to be heard and you also don't want to be seen as um the uh the aggressor you want to point out that what's happened the other people are the aggressors mm -hmm. this is what they're doing mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. right you you're know? villainizing your own self in the yeah and you're the not you're not helping like in this poetic message of you know you're destroying more acres of rainforest than we are with this art or whatever whatever that fucking point was of well that. it it ends up like hurting people 
it ends up hurting people that are not in the direct chain of the issue, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. whoever the athletes are that are distracted by this, this is like their one fucking moment. They worked right. all their lives for this thing. Right, right, right. And so you're hurting those people and they're not the ones like manufacturing iPhones in China or yeah. what, you know, whatever the fuck. I mean, it's, you know it's a good place to get attention. And I think there's ways to get attention without doing stuff that's going to turn people uh, giving them a reason to dismiss you, you know, but also like what is what's the attention like what's more attention getting than fucking Hurricane Lee in the in the Gulf at the moment or yeah. not something uh, whatever in the Atlantic right now about yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that's turning into category five. What about the the fires in in and in, in the fucking I mean, we're. We, I think we're paying attention that now it's time to start like coming up with solutions. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like the message is already like we've already won the message, which well, is like, I don't this shit's going to like we're going to be underwater. And we haven't, though. We haven't, though, because there's too many people that don't give a shit and not just people in power, but our fellow citizens don't care. They either don't believe it or they just think that's somebody else's problem. It's not going to affect me. You know, people just don't, they literally well, don't care. It's, it's also, and I will say this, capital. to be somewhat fair, it's such a huge thing to think about. It's such a huge thing to think about. Like, how do we get through our day I agree. without being just paralyzed by I the agree. idea that it's like, well, <laughs> we're going to live to see the death of the, of the human species. It's well, pretty wild. Well, I mean, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I find myself like in a state. Are you, are you, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. You were looking over there. I was looking at the clock. I'm just keeping an eye on the time. Oh, okay. We're fine on time, babe. Don't. I got you. I got us. What time? What are we at? What do you think I we're at? I dare you to tell. What do you think we're at? I think we're at 45 minutes. You're so. <laughs> wow. You think this conversation has been 45 minutes? Wow. Are we up to a half hour? We barely. Okay. Barely. Well, it's time to take a break. Mm, is it? Yes, it is. Wow. Folks, this is what happened. We switched to a new way of recording, which we should have been doing the whole time, which is... I'm in charge. I'm the producer. Okay. Historically, the time has been my job. Historically, the time... Should, there is no time. It's a construct. Oh my god! We're, <laughs> you just said we're gonna be extinct. Okay, so Russ who cares? Hinkle. What was his fucking name? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in, in True Detective. He had a weird name. Oh, when he, he was like, "Time is a flat circle." Yeah. What was his name? It was like Russ Tingle or something like that. No, it was, it was not. <laughs> He was all like, time is a flat circle, Carcosa this and Carcosa oh that. Oh my God, that Carcosa. He was the worst. He was like in the Carcosa chic and he was like. <laughs> what a great dress code. If you were to throw a party and say, the dress code is Carcosa chic. Wait, I want to say something controversial <laughs> right before the break. Yes. That we can or cannot pick up. Exciting. Our one sponsor ad read. Yes. Which, if anyone knows of any sponsors that want to advertise on Stay of Pumpkins, <laughs> uh, please hit us up. Because if you know of somebody who wants to sponsor a once a month podcast, <laughs> once a month podcast, listen. 
But we have fun. We do have fun. We have fun. Okay. Wait, so what's your controversial take before the break? This is exciting. People who <laughs> decide to have parties okay. with homework. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the theme, or you got to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I believe are exhibiting a trauma response. We'll be right back after these messages. Oh, <sighs> green chef. So chic, so, so green. green. What is it? What's Green Chef, you ask? It's a CCO certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, veg, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of receipts to suit your preps. Okay, Green Chef, as I said, is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. I don't know about you, but I like for my dinners to work for me and me not to work for them. So feel your best with this back to school season with seasonal recipes featuring certified organic fruits and veggies, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced seafood with Green Chef. You're reducing your food waste by up to 23% versus grocery shopping, which is important since we were just talking about the climate crisis. They deliver meal kits to your door. Everything that you need to eat clean, the easy way this September. And man, do we have a deal for you, our Stay at Homekins listeners. I think you need to go to greenchef.com slash 60 homekins. And use code 60HOMEKINS to get 60% off plus free shipping. I personally love Green Chef to reduce my mental load. I don't have to come up with meal planning. Green Chef does all that for you. I do the cooking. Paul does the eating. And we love (laughs) Green Chef. Everybody has their job. Go to greenchef.com, like I said, slash 60homekins, and use code 60homekins to get 60% off plus free shipping. Thank you, Green Chef. Thank you, Green Chef. We're back. And guess what? What? Matthew McConaughey's character's name. <laughs> yeah. From True Detective Wait, Season can I guess? 1. Can I guess? Oh, please. It was like Rusty or something. Is the first name R? First name is R. Did I get it right? You're pretty close. Rust. Rust? Rust. That's very close. Russell. The, it's, it is... Wait. They called him Rust. They called him Rust. Wait, okay, so Rust. But his full name. Wait, can I guess the second name? Yes. You thought it was Jingle. <laughs> <laughs> was it a J? No. Was it a C? It's a, a K sound. Crinkle. Crinkle. <laughs> Russ Car. One syllable. Oh, Russ Kunk. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you think this show would have gotten one additional season? Would anybody be talking about if his, name, if his name was Russ got like three Kunk? <laughs> Do you think anyone would ever talk about this show? Oh, I wish that's what it was. Russ Kunk. 
Rust, Rust Kunk. <laughs> no, Rust Kunk. Wait, is it Rust Kunk or Rust Kunk? Well, his full first name, of course, is Rustin. Ew. Yeah. Sorry, Rustins. And his last name <laughs> is Cole. Oh, that's right. Rust Cole. Rustin Cole. Rustin Cole. Thomas Flat Cole. Okay, I mean, that sounds like the name of, like, a country singer. I just won't, won't, won't get fooled again. Don't you think? Like a country Rustin singer? Cole? Yeah. Yeah, Rustin Cole, absolutely. Like Rustin Cole. Oh, my God, y'all. Rustin Cole's coming to the Coliseum next month. I Are thought Rustin get- Cole died four years ago. <laughs> I'm going to get my Rustin. I'm a Rustin Cole concert tee from the first time I saw Rustin Cole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rustin Cole's not just a legend in our industry. He's also a legend in the industry of plastics. It's like his Hall of Fame. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but like True Detective did get like two more seasons. It yeah. Because it was like different people. It might get another and... one. By the way, I was looking at the cast. Of the original. Of the original. Well, this, it just gives you every, you know, all the Oh, it people. gives you all. But you can go like season. You can. I didn't know Taylor Kitsch was in this show at some oh, point. Oh, shit. Yeah. I oh, did not shit. know that uh, uh, fucking um, uh, Jodie Foster shows up at some point. Oh, that's like a. No, that's the new season, babe. The one that's coming up? Yeah. Not yet been seen. Jodie Foster is the new one. So that hasn't been revealed. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's been revealed that she's in it that Rick season. Rick Springfield. How about that? Wild. Oh, wait. He was in the one, I think the one with, um, you know, Rachel um, Canadian. Rachel McAdams. Rachel or, McAdams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he was in that one. The L.A. one. Scott Spicer? <laughs> what? Wait, I think That's you're... That's not re- real. Uh, <laughs> That was his name, right? Scott Spicer? I don't know who that is. The Trump uh, press secretary? No, no. Sean. Sean Spicer. Right, and his brother's like a TV writer or something. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe that's Scott Spicer. It might actually, honestly, yes. Look up his, look it up. Look it up, brother. Look it up. I'm not really allowed to sing that. It's a private joke between our friends. We do look it on. It up, we do it with Scott Ackerman all the time. Look it up, Scotty. Look it up. You say, "Look it up, Paul. Look it up." Mm, mm. So big. <laughs> Sean Spicer, kids and family. Five fast facts you need to know. What about the bro? Who's his bro daddy? I'm trying to find out. Who's his uh, striking? I assume WGA striking bro daddy. Bro, bro. <laughs> I cannot find. His brother's name. And then he was on, like, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Remember? And people were not happy about it. Well. And didn't, I feel like, didn't Tom Bergeron have a. Who? One of the hosts of Dancing with the Stars, a show we've never watched. Oh, I just know about it. I feel like he said something about it. Like, he was not happy about that. Okay. Well, you know what? I mean, I get it. I totally get it. Which part? Not being happy about it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, okay. So, this week on the picket line. So, my Wait, friend, wait, wait. We have to talk about your controversial take. About the trauma response. <laughs> people that have themed birthday like, parties. I have to control what other people do. <laughs> do you think it's always like that? Well, let me ask you. Because. 
I fucking hate homework, man. I, I had, fucking hate homework. I understand. I understand. I don't I, I don't like to think about shit. I just like to do it. I just like to be like it could happen that night. Yes. I want to dress up that night or it could be like guess what, guys? I know. I like I I am enough. That is typically my response as well. It is. Um yeah, but I, I just I, like to roll with I don't I like. mind if it's a if it's a good friend. I don't mind honoring that. Like mm-hmm. when I had my 50th, I asked people to wear black tie. It was that's formal. true. And for some people, that's a big pain, you know, for sure. But it made me so happy to see everybody all dressed up. It made me so happy. I mean, look, there was like with weddings and stuff like certain yeah. protocol, whatever. When people don't bring a man, I remember when people don't bring a what? I remember seeing somebody at a wedding. This image is burned in my brain forever. It's a wedding. This person wore a suit, but then also had to wear their sneakers. And they weren't like fashion sneakers. Mm, you know what I was mean? Was it Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> my good friend, Jerry Seinfeld. It was not Jerry Seinfeld. And Jerry Seinfeld's sneakers, his bright white sneakers probably would have looked more formal than this person's ratty old fucking sneakers that they were wearing. Mm, what if the, like the, the, like the airplane lost their luggage and that's all they had? No, that did not happen because mm. the wedding was in the town where they lived. Uh-huh. And here's what bothers me about it, especially for a man. Uh-huh. Someone wearing men's clothes. Uh-huh. It's like, you're not wearing heels. You, you know, know what, what I mean? You know what? Good point. You can get men's shoes. You can wear a fucking loafer. That are very comfortable. Put on a loafer. Yeah. Put on a fucking loafer. Shoes are so... This was Now, this was a while ago, but still, I was wearing a hard shoe mm-hmm. and did not feel like, oh my God, how am I going to live... <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel in heels. I don't do yeah. heels. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. heels suck. And I also think they were invented by the patriarchy. Well, they were. And they mm. were originally worn by men. And then they were like, let's wear these to make them seem like they're normal and then make women wear them so they can't run away from us. <laughs> if that's the plan, that's ingenious. Guess what? It was the plan. And I fucking guarantee it. I fucking guarantee it. Because I know. I know how, how men think. All right. <laughs> I'm going to write a book about it. How men think. How, men how think. they invented the patriarchy. They wore heels first. They put on powdered <laughs> wigs first. They were oh like, my God, the powdered wigs. Powder, when you think about it, powdered wigs I are so it. funny. It's because I, was it because like their hair smelled or something? I think everybody stunk. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody smelled so the powder bad. was supposed to like absorb They're like, the you smell. know, what's going to, you know, who's going to make us smell not better. airing out another our layer it's on top airing. of where also, all the heat escapes from your body. Maybe like to protect from lice or something. Like there's like. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, look, we've come a long way with hygiene. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you know what? I also feel like, especially considering fashion is such today that you can kind of wear whatever you want whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Which I, which I honestly, I do think that's good. But I, I still like for ceremonial things, mm-hmm. you make the tiniest little sacrifice and say, "I'm going to dress with within this dress code. This right. is not how I normally dress, but I'm going to do this for this special event." Like I, but I also really like ceremony, and I like well, that's when there's a special thing for a special happening. But what you know? if it's like, okay, everyone just has to wear like red or something? Like that's fine. Yeah, that's great. Then you get to, it's like a loosey goosey scenario. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. 
But I like to not, I like, I can't be. I'm, I have no doubt there's plenty of people that agree with you. I don't know about the trauma response thing, but I think they no, will I agree that right. they don't like a homework no, I'm party. Right. I'm right. Uh, uh, oh, all right. Because they're like trying to control other people. Okay. I, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking for. I don't like to be controlled. <laughs> so that's just I, me. Of course. <laughs> That I, sounds like a trauma response. I <laughs> guess what? I think it is. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you're onto something. But also, like, that's how I survive is by yeah. not being controlled. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've got to just like have this like unformed way of moving through the world. Oh doing the what best we can to can survive. Okay, so on the pick line. So my friend Catherine. Oh, yes. She, okay, so my friend Catherine is a writer's captain. A writer's captain? A writer's guild strike captain. Do you know how you sounded just now? <laughs> oh, my God. A writer's captain? People listening are like, what? <laughs> She's like a writer's guild strike captain. <laughs> And she used to write on this Netflix show called Anne with an E, which is based on Anne of Green Gables, which is like this. Let's give a brief shout out to our strike captain friends, because we know strike a lot of Strike captain them. friends. Shout out to Catherine Burrell Jr. We got shout Aaron out to Anne Slichter. Anne Slichter. Aaron, Aaron Ginsburg. Jess McKenna. Jess McKenna. Sarah uh, uh, Schaefer. Sarah Schaefer. Like blew my mind there. So many good ones. I got JT on. I've got Craig Styles, Drew Moreland. All my friends I met on the on the line that I'm not friends with for years before now. But Sir Ian McKellen, he's out there. Oh, and uh, every sweet, day the sweet one, Kate, wearing that vest. Kate Comer, who broke her. her oh replaced, yeah, Kate Comer replaced her knee. I know. So she's, she's very going, young for a knee replacement. She said uh, she has shared on her Instagram that it's been like uh, she's needed a new knee since childhood. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You know my story yeah. with Kate? Sort of. Years, a million years ago, I want to say in the early aughts, I met her at the John Fluvog store yes, she, in New York. Yes, yes, yes. And then I did a show yes. and I saw her at the show and she's friends with, she was friends with a lot of the New York comedy people in the scene back then. Mm-hmm. And... But I always remembered her, and then years later, she moved to L.A., and yes. she started working and getting TV jobs and stuff like that. I would run into Kate frequently yeah. at auditions. And I always felt... be auditioning for similar yeah. uh, projects. Absolutely. Not roles, but projects. And I, I always felt like I'm a little weird pride. Yes. That it's like, not that I had anything to do with her success as a person, but to watch somebody... You rarely get to see that. Somebody that you don't know that well. Right. You watch them come up, you know, from literally the day job to yes. working. Yes. And I'm very, I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah, no, she's very nice. She's, yeah, yeah I like I like her. But the, so the strike captains are like killing it. Mm -hmm. So Catherine, my bud, was like. And she takes it very seriously. Well, Catherine takes everything very seriously. Like Catherine is like. It's very true. I don't know, like someone that. It has a lot of gusto. She does have a lot of gusto. Yeah, she has a lot of gusto. She really does. Yeah. She is, as as our friend Ian Holmes said in the movie, Big Night, 
taking a bite out of the ass of life. <laughs> she is just like a real like like force of nature kind mm -hmm. of person. And she was like, I'm gonna plan this and with an E writer's room picket. Um, and with an E themed picket. Cause she she wrote on that she show. She wrote on the show. And she so she was Which is like, a beloved show. There are people that well, the book is very meaningful well, to people. Of course. People. Yeah, yeah. But people love, there, the there's a, there's a the lot of super fans of that extension series. Extension of the, yes. Yeah. And so, when she, so she bikes to the, she bikes to the picket every day because she bikes like 60 miles a fucking mm, day. Augusto much? <laughs> <laughs> and she ran in, she saw this woman on her, <laughs> on her bike. I how this all came up. Yes. Yeah, she saw this woman on her bike, like, herding little animals around like little like miniature farm animals around and she like screeched to a halt on her bike and just like whoa uh can you could well, hold the phone lady what is with your miniature farm animal menagerie <laughs> like i need to know more yeah and the woman was like oh I own a miniature farm animal menagerie that I supply to. Does that answer your questions, bitch? <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm trying to get my tiny animals into the little barn. Uh, she's like, I provide them, you know, to TV and film or blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, look, bitch, I'm going to stand with a knee, pick it next week. Can you bring a miniature animal? Yes, because for this themed picket, it's Wait. fucking hot out. You can't ask people to wear a bunch of bustles and crinolines and shit. <laughs> so it's like, how do we represent so the show? So they're going to do like a farm thing. Yes. And like, yeah, with like bales of hay, which by the way, Catherine like rented a fucking truck, picked up a bunch of bales and hay. She set up a farm like step and repeat on the thing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. Now I believe. Oh, and they bought ice cream too for everyone. Very quickly. Yeah. I think she bought bales of she, she bought straw. straw yeah the straw she learned the difference because between i yes and from straw, from, from the podcast, her podcast that she and mike do three minute review three minute review i learned the difference between straw and hay right which is like straw you can't eat but hay you can eat yes hay is what the animals eat straw, straw is, is like, like chaff, decoration it's like yeah decoration it's for like sadie hawkins dances it's soft so it's like for it's like lining <laughs> it's like our lord jesus would have been on a bed of straw <laughs> yes. in the manger so okay so when we, he when he was born to redeem us <laughs> the prince of peace <laughs> shout out to christ the lord um still doing it <laughs> still saving we're waiting for you <laughs> waiting for you come and knock on our door then why don't you save the climate Jesus. yeah right are you fucking get this Jesus. is when Jesus, you could shine. You, you are could fucking exactly shine. Right. Why don't you fucking shine and save the fucking climate? What's the point of him waiting to come back? <laughs> if it's like, you know what? Now's the time He's to come not back. Gonna and come say, back to this. Guys, you're fucking up the planet. I mean, you're making honestly, it so you can't live here. I honestly feel like he won't come back because he's like, you're burning it down, you dumb bugs. But then it ruins the last book of the Bible. You mean Revelation? Yes. Wait. If we do all that to ourselves to make it uninhabitable, then what's the, there's not going to be a, a rapture and all that stuff. Oh, a, the rapture. Well, I the rapture and that. then what the people that are left behind that they have to deal with 
the Antichrist and the beasts and okay, all that shit. Okay, wait a minute. What if this is Revelations? It's not the way it was in the book. Oh. A lot of people will tell you that it is. Oh, okay. We'll say this is what it means. They're really, they're you know, stretching it out. They or... are, yes, they are saying, but you know what? They're also contributing to it, and I think that's not That's a cheat. Fair. It's like a, it's cheat. a cheat. It's a cheat. Yeah. It just has to happen. They're contributing to the hell on earth yeah. that they will not have to yeah. experience because they'll be raptured. It just has to happen. And then they're also going to leave their clothes behind? No, not in this weather. No, they are. I'm saying that you wouldn't. They're going to get raptured and then, no, but if they go up to heaven, it's going to be nice up there. Oh, okay. Well. So they leave their clothes just sitting in piles and then sexual. we have to clean them up. Why do we have to do that? Go naked to heaven. Talk to God. Whatever. Because okay. we don't have bodies anymore. <laughs> oh, their bodies go away too? I think it's just your, yeah, your soul gets raptured. Oh, that's Somehow cool. in the process, your body is separate from your soul. <laughs> so your clothes stay here on earth. Did you ever hear your this? Your body goes up there. You know, how, you know how like in Catholic school and they're like, your soul goes to heaven. Did mm. you ever like learn this? Like where it was like. They've done, <laughs> this is such a cap. They've actually done scientific studies where you weigh a certain amount right before you die. And then right after you die, you're like three ounces lighter. This is the 24 grams, the famous the, 24 grams. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, it is? The weight of the human soul. Oh, I had no idea. It was like a real thing. Well, it's not real. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it could be real that your body weighs less. Uh, 23 grams less when you die. How, how heavy is that? I don't think it's much. Like a feather? I don't think it's much. Maybe something like, like a that. fucking. I mean, I don't know metrics. That's just like a breath. Let me see. So you don't have a breath in you. That's what that is. <laughs> Let me look it up. Okay. Uh, anyway, my um, point is Catherine got this miniature cow to come to the bigot and I got to pet it. And then I learned that a bunch of people got COVID this week at Warner Brothers picket and they've postponed it until the resuming the picket at Warner Brothers until Thursday. Hopefully I didn't get COVID. I don't know. I hope not. I don't want to I don't want to get it. I don't fucking want to get it. But it's going around and there's a big rally on Wednesday that I want to go to at Netflix at eight in the morning. Twenty one grams is less than an ounce. So what is that a feather? 0.741. What weight? Alexa, what weighs 21 grams? 21 grams is about 0.741 ounces. Alexa, give me an example of something that weighs 21 grams. Well, there you have it, folks. Oh, there you have it, folks. Hey, hi, Cuckoo. <laughs> Cuckoo, guess what? We just found out the human soul weighs the same as a, a normal, normal Reese's, Reese's cup. cup. Now, is a normal Reese's cup meaning <laughs> like one of the two? One of the two? One of the two. Like the two pack? No Not special a things about Not it. Not a miniature. Not a miniature. A normal <laughs> Reese's cup. A normal one. 
<laughs> so that's the human soul. And you know what? You know what? I get that, it. I that love those is, things. You know what? I love a normal you know Reese's, Reese's cup. cup. Or Reese's, as I said. Reese's pieces. Growing up. Wait, you said Reese's? We used to call them Reese's Reese cups. Reese cups. And then when Reese's pieces came out, they were Reese pieces. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Yeah. Isn't that more fun to say? Yeah. It's like saying pischetti instead of spaghetti. Yeah. Or sketty. Skettis. Skettis. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so the human soul. I want to start a new one where I say <laughs> lasagna like a Sicilian gangster. How do you do that? Where, okay, ask me what I want for dinner tonight. Um, Darling, what would you like for dinner tonight? Lasagna. <laughs> Wait, are you okay? Um, I think I would be like, um, I think you need. I want to get it more Frankie Pentangeli. Remember him? No. Your father did business with Ivan Roth, <laughs> but he never trusted Ivan Roth. <laughs> From, uh, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> like in the in the Godfather. <laughs> I've never done this voice before. <laughs> it doesn't sound comfortable. It's not. You know what? It's not as bad as you think. <laughs> but when he's he's on, he's gonna he's gonna uh, flip. You know, on the Corleone family. Yes. And then they bring his brother in from. Sicily or whatever in his peasant garb <laughs> and then he changes his tune he's like so did you ever talk to Mr. Carleon at this occasion he's like eh, I don't remember it's a long time ago <laughs> wait is that in two Godfather two that's in Godfather two yeah because Michael's the Godfather now mm, the God. <laughs> I feel like I have to rewatch The Godfather a lot. A lot? <laughs> Why? To just like remember it. Are all. you saying you often think this or you think you have to watch it a bunch of times in a row? I think I need to watch it a bunch of times in a row. Do you know what I want to see, which I haven't seen in a long time, is The Godfather Saga, which is the first two movies in chronological order. So they take the flashbacks from the second one, and that's the first Wait, part of the movie. Didn't we try to watch this during the pandemic? I think I was looking for it, couldn't find it. We did end up watching Godfather Three because Francis Ford Coppola recut oh, that's it or right. something. He did something special, and to it, it still sucked. It still wasn't good. Well, it wasn't compelling. Ow! Ooh, no! I just got into karma. I just Funny bone to you. Oh, funny one on the table. Oh, Sailor, take Mabel. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Ah, it hurts. It really hurts, right? But it's fine. I'm alive. What? You have instant perspective on this. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to. I want to get on your level. <laughs> Do you really? This really hurts, but I'm fine. I'm still alive. I feel like. Uh, you know how like people are really into microdosing mushrooms? Yes. I'm, I feel like everyone I'm not would... into it. Can I just can I be a dick? Please. please. I've ha I've, I'm half into my weekend water. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to regret this. I think. 
Well, it's either say it now or we stop right here and we cut it out. I think it's kind of like a fad. It does feel very faddish, yeah. I know that there are like certain scientific experiments to see if it can help heal people's like PTSD or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about like the microdosing of it in general makes me feel like the people that I've talked to this. I don't know if I'm like on this thing with like people were like slamming all the Burning Man people that were stuck in the dust, <laughs> which, by the way, I was like nervous for them, the people. I wasn't just making fun of that. People were making fun of that online. People were making fun of that online. I guess, I guess it was fine or something. It was fine. And the person who died, it had nothing to do with How the did that person event. die? I don't remember. But I did look it up. You did? And the, yeah, because I was like, I bet that person didn't die because of this. I bet, I bet there's probably like five people that die Burning Man every year. I mean, because it's a big crowd and it's like a two week thing. Yeah, people are like, it's hedonistic and people are doing drugs and shit like that. And it's like, you know, things happen. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Oh, my God. I the saw, story. I saw Zeus. He told me to eat a bunch of mud. So I did. Yeah. I mean, I, it looks. Now scary. I sound like somebody from like Dragnet. I will say. <laughs> I That's put like, the baby in the oven I, I did to the, warm it up. I took the wacky. I saw the wacky saw. I took the wacky doodle, wackadoodle. Wacky I'm just going to say that like the news story of the week that horrified me, and I have not discussed this with you, so I don't even know if you wow. saw it. Wow. This is an exclusive to me. Apparently, an, a flight had to... Uh, like a transatlantic flight mm -hmm. had to emergency turn around because <laughs> I think I know the story you're talking about. A passenger not only was sick with diarrhea, That's which right. can happen or whatever. It not only can happen, it does happen. Which but the reporting <laughs> of it was had diarrhea all up and down the aisle. Okay, what I so had they read had was to like turn the plane around because it was a biohazard right risk. Right. I had read <laughs> through the plane, which in my yeah, mind was the like aisle of the plane. It went <laughs> through the seat, Wait, you like said into it. the cargo. <laughs> no, it was like all throughout. How does this happen? Because of course I refuse to look. Some people wear. Clothing. I refuse to click up on the click on the story. Click up on that. I refuse to click up on well, that. I wanted to pretend I hadn't seen. This is when I saw it. Like yeah. when I saw it online, I wanted it to instantly go away. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. And it kept coming up mm -hmm. everywhere I looked. I, I saw that come up in my Instagram feed a few times. And like you. It sounds phony. I kept I kept scrolling. Yeah, but it kept like people kept commenting, or it was like in other places. Can I say this? People, and I, people that we know. Yeah, I'm people listening. who are our friends, our yeah. dear, loving, <laughs> yeah. and loved friends. Yeah. Seem to find diarrhea a lot funnier than we do. Oh, can I just say that this? Like they like to talk about it. This news story. Is the encapsulation mm. Dang. of my biggest nightmare. 
being the passenger. Wow. In question. Yeah. I honestly would rather get me too'd <laughs> than be the passenger that turned a plane around because I had diarrhea all over the aisle. I Thoughts? feel the same way. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel and like I, I would... could recover from being me too'd yeah. easier and quicker than being the famous person in the entire world yes. that turned the plane around <laughs> yes. because of having diarrhea. Thankfully, you don't know this person's name. I don't. Oh, but it'll come out. I mean, they it reveal, may come but they thankfully, reveal the thankfully grand you jury. And I, thankfully, you and I don't know this person's but name. But they doxed the grand jury members that sent, that indicted Donald Trump. Ugh, well, Someone's going to dox this person. <laughs> I would say, if that were me, I would ask if there was a doctor on the plane. What? And then, and then I would say. Before or after the diarrhea? After. And then I would say to the doctor, please euthanize me. <laughs> because if this, if I'm to be a biohazard that causes this plane to turn around and land, I want it to be because I am a corpse. But then, but then, but then. What is my life after this? <laughs> There's nothing for me. Please kill me, doctor. <laughs> I cannot express to you. First of all, whoever this person is, if they have some dignity mm -hmm. in life after this, right. they will be my hero mm -hmm. because I will see that there is a path after right to me i will be like okay i want a career like olivia coleman's mm -hmm. and i would like redemption after turning a plane around from my biohazard diarrhea yes exactly like i would be like i would be so inspired by this person this mm -hmm. person should have an instant memoir deal should be doing a ted talk what? circuit a memoir deal <laughs> so it's like their life Oh, do we do you even care about their life leading up to the point where this happened to them on the plane? No, the memoir starts with it. The memoir starts. The memoir, because the it's memoir like starts it has to be words. like a redemption tour of like, I am a person before this event. Here's what like, I want to see. Like, first, I've been leading up to this. The like, first chapter <laughs> must be this. Dial, there's dialogue. It's like, <laughs> okay, first I reached up. And hit the call button. <laughs> the flight attendant came over to me with tears I in my took eyes. My pants off. With tears in my eyes, I said. I took my pants off so that the diarrhea could not be contained in my. Wait, keep going. <laughs> with tears in my eyes, I said. I don't think this is going to be over anytime soon. Then they write out. Record scratch. I'm the person. I'm the person. They write out record scratch. Yep, I was that's born. me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. First person to write that in a memoir. Never been done before. Oh my god. Oh my god. Then the next chapter is like, my mother had a difficult childbirth. I was. <laughs> I was always considered the scapegoat of the family. 
<laughs> we like started this person's book. What it's like it's a like 600 a... page, 600 yeah. page, like, like lead up. <laughs> it's like a Billy Elliot story, except instead of dancing, he just becomes somebody who shit themselves on a plane so badly that it had to be turned around. No son of mine is going to be a dancer. <laughs> it's like, well, I became a dancer, but unfortunately, all people care about is that I forced this plane to land. I honestly well, you do it. You shit yourself on a plane. Uh, okay. No, this person has the potential. This person... This person has the potential to win a Nobel Peace Prize. What? They, they take this story. What greater adversity is exists? Well, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> if they can overcome this embarrassment. Yes. It depends on what their life is from now on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The only way out besides being euthanized and that is a viable option. Thank you. Thank you. But if there's not a doctor on the plane with a lethal dose of morphine in their black kit, right. then the second option is you had to turn, you have to make lemons made out of the lemons. You have to go, like, you had to do a TED Talk circuit. You have to. I'm trying to think, like, what is. How could that person turn it around? And then you become the fucking spokesperson for Pepto. <laughs> oh, You're they the finally know, that's they, 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 they don't do the dance anymore. They finally get rid of that song. Nausea, yes. constipation, and then you know, and then you're like, you don't know me, but. You heard about the plane that had to turn around from the diarrhea. Get, Take your Pepto. I get so bummed out for those actors in that in those commercials. I don't think they care. I think some people I hope don't they care. Don't. Some people don't care about that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> they just don't fucking care about it. I, if I was like, okay, you have to sing this song, I'd be like, all right. And then I got there and they're like, okay, now we'll show you the dance. I'd be like, the dance? Listen, all they have to do is go to fucking UCB on any given night. And there's like eight fucking improv kids doing dances about diarrhea. I'm telling you, I've fucking seen it. I've been there. Honey, you're not wrong. That's what I'm saying. You're not wrong. They're like, well, just get this kid, this kid, That's this right. kid. Whatever. Put, him in, the pink, put him in the pink cardigan. Put yeah. him in the thing. Yeah. They love singing about it. It's their yeah. whole deal. It's not a big deal. Here's what's interesting about it. <laughs> Is that it's a song that crosses all genres. <laughs> yeah, nausea, constipation, diarrhea, the whole. That's it covers I, every. No. Oh. Okay. What did you think I meant? <laughs> genres of stomach sickness? Yes. No, I mean musical genres. Why? Because they have like they have like a soul diarrhea, version. They have a country version. Diarrhea. That one I haven't heard. I thought it was like that. Like kind of disco -y. No, the soul one is like diarrhea. <laughs> and there's I, a country one where they do is? like a line dance. Yeah. God. Well, if I were the... There should be a speed metal. I will line. tell you, if I were the brand manager of Pepto, I would be finding out... I would be doxing the passenger. Well, you wouldn't do you, of course, you would go to find them like, look. Look. Your life is about you're to gonna, become Olivia. Like, <laughs> you're going to hear from Emodium. You're going to hear from... <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> like Alka-Seltzer. You're going to hear from fucking Tums is probably going to get fucking in call there. you. We're Pepto. We're like we are a trusted brand. Yeah. We cover every stomach ailment. We cover every single one. Yeah. Fine. Could you could you possibly go to XLAX? Sure. Sure. But they're not going to offer you the prestige. Actually, XLAX is the last thing that person needs. Right. But that's like they are doing like an inverted. Oh, XLAX is like, like you don't want to be like this guy. Yeah, yeah, like an yeah. inverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they're like, we have a brand. We have a color. We have like a thing. Yeah. And Barbie's big and pink is big. And we're doing a Barbie pink collab. Let me be like the head of... Okay. Pepto. Okay. And you're the person. I'm right? the person. Okay. Wait. Wait. How How recently am I back? From the From the two trip. days. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, Take your time. This is my first Zoom since yeah. this happened. I understand. And I'm understand. just like my phone hasn't stopped ringing. Well, that's well. That's odd. Like, I didn't expect that to happen. I don't know. Like, I would think that people are uh, actively avoiding you rather than. Like, my husband said I should take this meeting with you and I do take Pepto so I wanted to hear what you had to say I'm gonna start with two words okay and I want you to envision these words okay envision this in your home okay this is for you pink toilet uh, like like in my house a custom pink toilet <laughs> I don't hate it. And when you <laughs> lift up the lid, yeah, it goes diarrhea. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <laughs> so we have a deal. Well, <laughs> is there something else? <laughs> That's what he leads with to see. Like maybe I can just get her for the pink toilet. <laughs> maybe I can save some money. You never know what people's prices are. I don't know. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Because that sounds pretty <laughs> funny. I mean... I can't believe we talked about that for as long as we did. <laughs> it's like... I... I I don't know. I just... The like, shame of causing the plane to divert wait, that's from the shame. plan. That's the shame? Well, I'm saying... What about the fact that in front of like 150 people, you've like soiled right, the environment if, for eight hours. But if the plane if the plane gets from the one place to the other, that's one story. But your intestinal distress was so bad that the plane had to stop what it was doing. That's infinitely worse. Infinitely worse. I still don't understand the logistical situation where it's all through the, like, all through. Like, are I guess they tried to get clothing? to the bathroom? Yeah, I get that. But, like, isn't it confined to your clothing? It depends what clothing you're wearing. Like, this person wasn't wearing underwear or bottoms? I think even if you are, I think depending on the extent of your illness... It will not be contained. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Honey, we're going to have to agree to disagree. 
Also, this is literally my worst nightmare. Like it is like my worst nightmare. It's horrible. It's a good nightmare to have. Like I It's a good one. Feel so much sadness for the person yeah. that it afflicted. Yeah. Cause it's bad enough anyway to have explosive, unpredictable diarrhea. I love predictable <laughs> diarrhea. Where it's like five PM. Excuse me. <laughs> I just I just having such a reaction to it. So it's so I couldn't have thought like I know. Let's we need to change the subject. <laughs> okay. Because this is a real pot calling the kettle black situation that what I What does that mean? Why do you say it like that? What does that mean? You know what that expression means? Not in this context. Because I start out by saying there's people that think that we know that think diarrhea is so oh. And now look, we just talked about it for fucking 10 minutes. But it like. If I were listening to a podcast with friends of mine doing this, I'd be fast forwarding. Mm. I'd be like, okay, let's get past this. This is not going to be funny for me. Mm. Really? Yeah. We just expanded our audience. That's what I. <laughs> and decreased by one, me. <laughs> I I'll feel like if I were listening to this, I feel like we talked about it like sane people, not insane people. I agree. I agree. That's just my I personal. think we talked about it in a very adult and grown up fashion. <laughs> I'm saying like peop like the people that you're talking about that mm -hmm. would be talking about it in this way, mm -hmm. they would be making like bathroom noises and shit. That's a very important delineation because we don't do that fuck no fuck no what am i in the seventh fucking grade fucking oh you think on my ted talk circuit after this happens to me i'm gonna be making like my whole thing is gonna be oh like, that person is, for sure is not gonna be doing this that. is why i'm gonna be like this is why diary is not funny that's my ted talk you're on a plane you're thirty thousand miles in the air <laughs> we can't you have Ebola. We can't talk about it anymore. Let's get into Do you have any recommendations? I don't know. Do I? <laughs> okay. For the listener, Janie, gone full joker. She was imitating like a wavy man in front of the car wash. I'm reading this insane book that's I can't recommend, but I'm reading it. For specific reasons. Okay. My good friend, her aunt, was accused of elder abuse of Brooke Astor. Wow. So, so who wrote this book? Okay, the aunt really wasn't accused of the son, but the son married the aunt and the aunt was part of it, but the son is the one that I'm sorry. went to jail. Whose son? Brooke, Brooke Astor's, Astor's son, son? Married your friend's aunt. Yes. Okay. I just told him who it was. I remember now, 
I remember now this coming up in conversation. Because she's like, you didn't know this? And I was like, I don't think I knew the extent of it. Like, I knew that she lived, like, in Maine at the estate or whatever. And she's like, oh, God. She's like, there's, like, a whole book. I was like, someone should write a book. That's what I said. I said, someone should write a book about it. And, and she's, she's like, like, somebody did. Somebody did. So your prayers are answered. So I'm like slogging through this book. I don't find the book to be particularly amazingly written. Mm -hmm. However, I'm entering a particular world. Mm. And the world that I'm entering is like, I it's like the last gasps of like the Gilded Age, right? Like it's sort of like this... She was this sort of like grand dame philanthropist. She lived to be like 106 right. or some shit. Did right. you know all this? Uh, I didn't know she lived to be 106. Or I vaguely knew the name. Like the Astor Maybe family, of course, is famous. Well, yes, but yeah. she married into. So Brooke Astor, who it was like her second husband, first or second. No, third husband. Mm hmm. Cause like the second one died or whatever. And then she married, and then she married Astor. I forget his name. Astor. John Astor. I think. Ad Astor. I don't know, but he did, but they were only married for like six or seven years. I'm fucking all this up, but like, and then he died. Right. And then she was the heir. Mm -hmm. And then she lived to be so old as this sort of like famous new yorker right who essentially like revived the new york public library like mm -hmm. it was what was her name again brooke astor brooke astor yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and she had this she had one biological son from her her first marriage mm -hmm. I believe the mm -hmm. first marriage. And I guess that guy was like a real dick, like mm -hmm. kind of abusive. Mm -hmm. And so she had sort of this like relationship with her one son that was not particularly amazing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like contentious or whatever, but right. it was like cold. Like he went to like boarding school. It was like a t of a time and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was like a broken dysfunction there mm -hmm. kind of. And then his and then his third wife was my very good friend's <laughs> aunt. Right. Who fucking went to the same school I went to in mm -hmm. Charleston. They talk about Ashley Hall in the fucking book. And they mention like Shell House and everything. That's wild. In the book. And I'm like, what? That's really wild. Fucking what? <laughs> like, and then she was all like apparently instrumental in getting him to fucking then, so Brooke asked her then, her son. Yes. Mm -hmm. She married. <clears throat> so she, no. So, so my friend, so Charlene marries this. Who's Charlene? The aunt, my friend's aunt. Okay. My friend's aunt. She's the one Ashley. that married John Astor or whatever. No, she married Brooke Astor's son. Brooke Astor's son. Yes. Okay. So Brooke Astor from another had, man. had a had a biological son from a previous man. From a man who like beat her up or some or raped her. Or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Does, <laughs> like she had like something bad happened like right. like 1920s bad. Okay, so I'm trying to think who's the person that was hated? Your friend's aunt. And she married Char Charlotte? Charlene. Okay, Charlene. So And she married this Astor guy. 
Well, his, he wasn't an Astor. He was Brooke Astor's son. He was a okay. marshal. So, okay. So he was not like a direct, he was not in the bloodline of the famous Astor family with all the money and everything. Correct. Just by marriage. Correct. To Astor. Yeah. So Charlene is married to this like pastor in this town in Maine. Mm-hmm. And had like two children from like another marriage and all this stuff. Mm. And then the Astor son, cause like Brooke Astor like had this estate in Maine. Right. Or has this estate in Maine and it was like there all the time. And, and so she like got her hooks into the Astor son. Sure. And then the next thing you know, like Brooke Astor is like quietly diagnosed with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and they're fuck and they like fire like her whole staff and all her lawyers. Wow. And they bring in this like shady ass lawyer. Who's and they? Who, who does Charlene this? and her son okay. and Brooke Astor's son. Right. Her only son. Wow. And so and and they like get her to change all of her wills to favor them and cut out like the Metropolitan Museum and the New York Public Library and like and she wanted to leave like a piece of the main estate to her the grandchild the son of Mm -hmm. the guy yeah so like then so uh, so suddenly so the son the biological son who is accused of like elder abuse and whatever he has twins. Twins. And, and one of the twins who's a Buddhist, he's the one who accused this father of abusing his grandmother because mm-hmm. he found this all out. And they basically were like, he didn't want to do this, but he wanted the guardianship or whatever. Like, what is it like? Conservatorship? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever, like Britain probably, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they want, he wanted someone else looking after her because her entire like mansion and you like, you know how people live in these apartments in New York, I think that are like four stories, but it's like the 10th floor of like the park Avenue, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. she was living like in like disrepair with like no heat and like dogs shitting on the <sighs> sofas and like, and they kept coming in, like having her sign things to change the wills and stuff. And she w- had like fucking Alzheimer's yeah. or whatever. And, um, and then it turned into this whole thing. And I just got to the part where like, the district attorney found out about it and is bringing criminal charges against the son. Mm-hmm. And it was like this crazy, it was like some crazy big thing in 2006 that everyone knew about, but we were wow. here in LA and we weren't like paying attention because yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like part of our, like if I had still been living in New York, then I'm sure that I would be seeing it every yeah. day on the tabloids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Anyway, that's why I'm reading it, but I can't like the, it's an interesting story and it's a kind of like, harrowing story but it's also like the book isn't particularly like gripping or riveting or written in a way i hope the it's not like sensationalistic is it more journalistic the way it's written it's it's like it's kind of sensationalistic like it, it reads like a new york post article but like 600 pages do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah where it's like, and so-and-so came by in the afternoon and they were wearing Chanel boots or, you know, and it's like, wait, I don't, there's no like emotion to it. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like reporting 
conversations, like right. gossipy kind of. Right, right, right. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's not a recommendation. That's just what I'm reading. <laughs> so there you go. What am I going to Oh, say? so you're not, a, that's interesting. You're not going to say recommending it. You're saying take it or leave it. I'm saying, based take, on this description. I'm saying take it or leave it because it's just like what I'm into right now. And there's a reason I'm reading it for, mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. Besides, I told my friend I was going to read it because she wanted me to read about Charlene. Right. You know, but I, I'm slogging through it. What about you? Well, I'm reading a book that I'm really enjoying Mm. uh, that was recommended by our friend Catherine. I had a book sitting on my um, sitting on the table that was a gift from a friend of mine. uh, And I said, oh, yeah, this is a this is a book that a friend of mine gave me. And Catherine said, you have to read the book that came before this. Mm. And that book is called A Gentleman in Moscow. It's a novel. And it is by an author named Amor Towels. I'm not given any uh, pronunciation guide, but A-M-O-R is his first name. T-O-W-L-E-S. Amor Towels. I always say tolls, but that's just me. All right. I think I like to say towels, and that's probably why I'm doing it. (laughs) But tolls is a more common last name sounding last name. Mm. Um, But he is he's an American author and I'm reading this book. I'm I'm closing on the end of it. Absolutely love it. Great. Yeah. Good recommendation. So I'm going to recommend that. I love it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's our September episode. There, we did People it. can see you in Los Angeles this coming Sunday at Lodge Room. You also have some Variatopia shows in October. Oh, yeah. In I Brooklyn also wanna, at the Bell House. I also, before that, September 21st, we're doing our second live performance, live recording of The Neighborhood Listen. This will be um, uh, the, the first episode of our fifth season. So we're doing it live at Dynasty Typewriter. That will be live and live streamed. Yes. If you, if there are shows at Dynasty Typewriter, you can also buy tickets to live stream the show yes. online and ex- experience the show with the live audience here yes, in yes, Los yes. Angeles. And it's really fun. Really and cool. you can go to uh, 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 com slash live or on our Substack. Um, all the water. live dates are there. But that's Thursday the Please 21st. Please to our Weekend Water Substack. That's Thursday the 21st. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, live and live stream. Special guest, Mitra Juhari, who's so funny. Oh, my God. That's very exciting. Yeah. Um, and then October, which is just a month away, gang. We're in the we're almost in the Ides of September. And so almost a month from now, I'll be back at the Bell House with Variatopia. The early shows are sold out. The 10 p.m. shows are still there's still some tickets available. Um, that is Saturday, the 14th, Sunday, the 15th of October, um, two different shows each night. No, how's the, okay. Each night is a different show. That's how I should say it. Each night is a different show. We're not doing four different shows. Each night is a different show. So, uh, so Saturday and Sunday, the 14th, 15th of October, There'll be a Saturday show done twice and a Sunday show done twice. That's right. Early show and late show, and they will be different from each other uh, night to night. And then your Charleston, South Carolina music farm debut. That's right. Variatopia coming to Charleston. South Carolina. The music farm. I am very much looking forward to that. Obviously, Charleston especially because of 
uh, my marriage to my wonderful wife and who introduced me to Charleston. It, it was it will be the weekend before Thanksgiving. Tickets are already on sale at the Music Farm website. That's correct. That is the seventeenth, seventeenth Friday, the seventeenth of November. So tell all your Charleston friends to get their hot, sweet little asses over to the Music Farm to check out Variety. Unless, unless you're friends with the cast of Southern Charm, I don't want any of them showing up. <laughs> well, that's our show, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, you can get our merch at Kinship Goods. Uh, there's also Variety merch. Variety merch now. We got a bunch of. Um, bonus content that's living behind our paywall at our weekendwatersubsack.com. Because of the strike. But because of the strike, we're sort of under, we kind of have to hang on to it. We're going to do, we have a watch along that's coming out that's yeah. pretty exciting um, after the strike. And we have the remainder of our recap <laughs> uh, podcast episodes of And Just Like That that's that right. we can't wait to release after the strike. But we'll just, we'll do some more chatty ones where we're just I want to do out. some more chatty yeah, ones we actually. We should do that for sure. Yeah, like uh, definitely want to do some bonus episodes for our wonderful um Weekend Water Substack yeah. subscribers. And we, we did we, not anticipate having to shelve that content. <laughs> no, that was surprising. That was like we were on a roll with it. And then we got yeah. sort of like halted and we had to keep it up so that we could bank everything, which sort of took up our time yeah. producing more stuff. But now and just like that is over. And, yeah. you know, we'll do we'll release our watch along after. But well, look, other thank than you that, so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the Substack. Thank you for paying to subscribe if you're a paid subscriber. If you, we really yeah. appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. And we'll be back uh, next month, if not sooner. And until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay strong. strong.